Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hello, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. I am so excited. This week is the week of Thanksgiving, and I love Thanksgiving for two main reasons, because this holiday really reminds me of relationships and expressing gratitude. And those things definitely go hand in hand. You are going to be expressing gratitude to people who you likely have a good relationship with. And by expressing that gratitude, you increase that relationship, you make it stronger, and you really continue to build that rapport and that deep connection that we need as human beings. We're not meant to live this life life alone. We're not meant to go through hard times alone. We are meant to be social and to have a genuine connection with each other, which can be hard, especially this year when we are socially isolating and when we may not be able to see the family that we often see at Thanksgiving. We may be creating different traditions this year and that is a form of loss and it can be really hard. I'm not even going to try to downplay it. It can be really, really hard to just have to go through these experiences in a different way and change the way that that we do things. So one thing that's not going to change for me though is expressing gratitude and continuing to nurture those relationships. And I did some research on relationships and it was really interesting what I found out. So when you reach out to others, it often has a positive effect on both you and the other person involved. And we tend to underestimate how much others actually want to talk to us. So if you ask someone, you know, oh, how much do you think that so-and-so wants to hear from you? You might say, oh, maybe like a five out of 10. But if you ask that other person, how much would you want to hear from them? They're likely to give you a much higher score. So we underestimate how much people want to talk to us. We overestimate how awkward it's going to be if we reach out to an old friend or a past connection. A lot of times we think in our mind and we have this story that we tell ourselves that, oh, it's going to be so awkward and I I don't know what to say and they don't want to hear from me anyways. You're likely wrong. (laughs) A lot of times 
it is much less awkward than what we build it up in ourselves, in our minds to think. And that is one way that we are holding ourselves back from reaching out and establishing those relationships. And I love the holiday times because it's full of ways that we can continue to nurture relationships that aren't necessarily expensive. They're free. They are always culturally appropriate. So for this year, definitely reach out. Whoever you're thinking about right now, when you're thinking, oh, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a really long time. I wonder how they're doing. Whoever that person is for you right now, I want you to reach out to them after this podcast episode. And better yet, don't just send a text message. That's not going to cut it. I want you to send a video message of yourself to them. If you're, if you're thinking about texting them, if you're, you can call them too. That would be great. Calling them and FaceTime is, would be like spectacular. But if you are like most people and thinking of sending them a text message, I would challenge you to send them a video message and just say, Hey, I know it's been a long time. I was thinking about you. I hope you're doing good. You know, what are your plans for the holidays? I wish you well, whatever feels genuine to you. That will have a major, major impact on not only you, but on the person who receives it. Um, So many times we don't see each other's faces and it just helps to increase that personal connection. And so it got me reflecting back on, on this past year. So I'm so immensely grateful for how far I have come in the past year A year ago, I was in a much, much different place. I was just starting a new job at my first, what I called my first big girl job where I had my LCSW, my license, and I got hired at a new company and I loved it. And I was still feeling a little underwhelmed, to be honest. I got there and I was thinking to myself, is this it? Is this, is this the top of, of my licensing? Is this what I'm just destined to do for the rest of my life? And it felt very, very underwhelming. And like, I wasn't being super challenged. I mean, the job The job was great. It was my own personal feeling of just feeling kind of lost and a little stuck and just not really knowing like what to do or where to go. And I I had gotten myself out of feeling burnt out, but I could definitely see the warning signs for myself again that if I continued this way... I might be become burnt out again. And I definitely did not want that. And I felt like it was just a disservice to have this as the, as a standard for social work. I mean, that sucks. Just having a standard of of being burnt out in social work and having that be, you know, quote, just pay your dues or, you know, you made your bed lay in it. Like, I'm not, I'm not about that life. I'm not about it. So I was determined to figure out some way to grow my own personal 
my own personal goals. I didn't know really what they were, but I felt this need to just help other social workers in a way that I needed, in a way that I was missing. I was missing those relationships with other people. Even in this new job, I was still missing those relationships with other people. And I wanted to just know what other people were doing and just get that next level of support from other social workers in the field who have been where I was and are where I want to go. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew I had to do something. So that's what I did. I gathered my thoughts. I made a plan. I looked at what were my options? What was a free way of getting started, to be honest? Because again, I didn't have a whole lot of money. So I started a podcast in January. And little did I know what the journey of this podcast was going to bring and how much it was going to help people like you who are listening to me, you know, every week and getting to know each other. And it's been such an amazing, amazing journey. So I started Social Workers Rise January of like officially, right? When I launched my first podcast episode and it started out rocky, you know, nothing is perfect. It's, it's a learning curve as always. I'm still learning. I'm still learning every single day. And I have released three, three courses this year. The first one you probably didn't know about because <laughs> there were eight beautiful souls in my little workshop and it was great. It was a really amazing learning experience for all of us. And the second one, the second course that I released was the Pulsed Basics for Medical Social Workers. If you are a medical social worker, especially in California, you know what the Pulsed is, P-O-L-S-T. That is the form that people send in the social worker to talk about when the patients or the families are uncertain about if they would want a DNR or intubation, things like that. So that was very, very popular. And to this day, right now, there is about 50 people in that course and about 100 people signed up for the Eventbrite course when I first offered it on on Instagram and, and back at the beginning of the summer. So it was really, really amazing and it's still free. It's free for this year until the end of 2020. So that was that. And then the second course is the therapist, the clinical essentials for future therapists. And this was really designed to bridge the gap from when we are in our grad school. We have all of these different theories and all of these different tools and interventions that we can use with our clients. And then we get into the workplace and we're kind of like, wait, 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 what do I do with all this? How does, how does this work? How does this all come together? Like the therapeutic process, what does that even look like? So that was meant to bridge the gap between grad school and working in the field and to give you more confidence in your clinical skills and more confidence in guiding patients or clients through the entire therapeutic process. 
and that was super duper powerful. There is about 50, a little over 50 people in that course right now. It's really, really amazing. And in my conversations through a lot of you guys through Instagram and on emails, I have just come to to learn that yes, those courses and those workshops are super duper beneficial. They're very powerful. They increase your confidence. But overall, 2020 has been really, really rough. It's been rough. And so many people that I talk to are just feeling stuck and lost and exhausted. So what does this next step look like? How else can I possibly provide support to you during this time? If you're just feeling stuck and you need to really rein it in, refocus, get unstuck, find your passion and get that balance back in your life. So I don't judge you if you live in your yoga pants and use too much dry shampoo. That is me too. But it doesn't have to be how we define 2021. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to make 2021 a hundred times better than what this year was. And I realized that while the courses are great and they're super duper helpful, you may need more, more, (laughs) more time with me, more support, more engagement, more positive relationships more good conversations, more reflection going on in your life, and to really set those boundaries for yourself that, yes, I'm going to be taking care of myself this year. I'm going to do what I need to do, and if this is you, then listen up because I want to be there for you. I want to be able to help you get unstuck and refocused and passionate again about your life, about your career, about all the good things. So that is why I am creating a coaching program. It's going to be a private and group hybrid coaching so that you have the personal time with me and the private time that we can just talk and reflect, but even more powerful is learning and hearing from other social workers who are going through the exact same thing and on their journey just like you. So I'm so excited. It's going to be an eight-week group and private coaching hybrid using my Rise Up program outline designed to take you from feeling stuck and burnt out back to refocused and balanced. So if this is what you need right now, definitely, definitely message me, shoot me a DM on Instagram, I'm at socialworkersrise, or send me an email, I am socialworkersrise at gmail.com. I'm here for you. You don't have to do this alone. We can get you back refocused, clear about what 2021 is going to bring you exactly what we need to do to get you there and we can do it together we can do it together life is not meant to be lived alone we are meant to have relationships you are meant to have supports and you deserve to take that time and to invest in yourself 
to really, really hone in on your passion and figure out what the heck are you doing? Where is this going? What is your higher purpose? And that is what I'm going to help you with. So I'm so excited. Send me an email right now or shoot me a DM and just let me know that you are interested in learning more information and we will get going from there. And that is all that I have for you this week. Actually, that's a lie. If you are a California social worker, keep listening. That is the main message that I have for you. But for California social workers, there is a lot of changes coming up that you need to be aware of. So I am going to go into those next, including um, things that are going to cost you a whole heck of a lot of money if you are pursuing licensure and also, you know, additional requirements and laws that they have for California. So um, let's get into that now. So if you are a California social worker, you need to listen up. This is if you are planning to pursue the clinical route and get your associate registration or your ACSW, or you're going to be applying for your LCSW, the BBS is implementing some really big fee increases come January. So if you need to get your registration in, your renewal in, or apply for your license, apply for the law and ethics exam, or you know apply for your license renewal, then you definitely need to do that right now, like today, before January hits, because these fees are going up substantially. So if you are a new grad and you need to register for your associate license, right now it's $75, and in January it's going up to $150. That is the same thing if you're going to be renewing your ACSW. And also, too, if you are applying for licensure for your LCSW, then you definitely need to get on that because that's increasing from $100 up to $250. That is so much. I know when I was applying for licensure and to take my exam and my study materials, even the $100 was a stretch for me at that time in combination with all of the other expenses. So I had to really save up my money to buy all of those within the same, you know, month or two because I wanted to do it all at the same time. But definitely if you need to apply or renew any of these things, get on this right now in December, in November, before January 1st, 2020 hits because that is when all of these fees are going to be skyrocketing so much more. The other update that is happening in January 2021 for your license is that after January 1st, you're going to need to prove or show evidence that you have completed suicide risk assessment and intervention coursework. So it is important to understand suicide risk assessment and intervention just in general. So it's a good idea to have this background and education before you get licensed or during your ACSW. So 
under this new law that's going into effect, you have to have completed a minimum of six hours of coursework or applied experience under supervision in risk suicide assessment and intervention. They're counting this experience in three ways. Your coursework could have been part of your graduate degree program, which is great. You just need to get a written certification from your school. The second can be through um, your applied experience within your your job or your practicum or under like under supervised under a supervisee, right? When you're obtaining your hours. And the third way that this requirement could be met is by taking a continuing education course by a provider that is specifically registered with the board. So as long as you can provide proof of one of these three areas, then there's not really any time limit. So if you've ever done this in your career, then you can still use that. And this is a one-time educational need. So once you've done it one time, then you meet the requirements. And also too, if you are already licensed by the board, you should be gathering this required documentation because going forward, they're going to be asking that you show them this for your renewal after January 1st, 2021. And all of this information is on the BBS California website. This is specifically for those of us who are licensed clinical social workers in California. I definitely encourage you to go on the website. The link is in the show notes for more details. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, write a review and give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. This just helps other people just like you find us and join our community. Also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at Social Workers Rise. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.